0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to The Possibility Podcast. I'm your host, Mel Schwartz. I practice psychotherapy and marriage counseling, and I am the author of the book, The Possibility Principle, the inspiration and the companion to this podcast. I'll be introducing you to new ways of thinking, a new philosophy and a new game plan for life and all of the infinite possibilities that await you. Hello, everybody, and welcome to today's episode of The Possibility Podcast. I'm going to entitle today's conversation, It's Just in Your Head. And picture the word just in quotation marks. How did I come to this subject? A National Geographic article just recently caught my attention. The title of the article was, Is Pain Relief from Marijuana Just in Your Head? It might have been your good fortune that you were not anywhere near me when I read that title because I started talking to myself, muttering and exclaiming around this concept, this question, is it just a placebo effect? That is such a thoughtless way of looking at things. Let's begin by talking about placebo effect. The dictionary defines it as this a beneficial effect produced by a placebo drug or treatment, which cannot be attributed to the properties of the placebo itself and must therefore be due to the patient's belief in that treatment. Let's put that into simple English. You're given a pill which you believe is a medication to treat some pain or medical condition you have. Unbeknownst to you, that pill is a blank There's nothing inside the capsule. It's simply a placebo. It's suggesting to you that it will work, but there's no medication. And yet, an astounding percentage of the time, placebos can be as effective as the actual drug itself. So instead of it's just a placebo effect, why aren't we saying, wait a minute, wow, Holy shit. So the mind can heal the body. Why would we say just a placebo effect instead of looking at this incredible sense of wonderment that the mind, our thoughts, consciousness might have the ability to heal illness and overcome pain? Why are we marginalizing this? Why are we treating it as an anomaly? You know, good science and good medicine, when it comes across one anomaly, should cause it to stop and rethink its position and saying one exception means that we need to go back to the drawing boards. So when we use the word just, that one simple word marginalizes and blocks our ability to seize a wonderful opportunity, which is the mind-body oneness. Let's take a look at how this mind-body disconnection began with the famous philosopher, René Descartes. In the 17th century, he wrote five words, I think, therefore I am. As incredible as it may seem, those five words altered our perception of the relationship between mind and body. Those five words magically bifurcated split in half mind and body and brainwashed us literally so we amputated mind from body and this is a magic trick that descartes committed with these five words that four centuries later we are still succumbing to I'd love to show you my appreciation for your subscribing to and rating this podcast by offering you a gift to one of the following The Power of Mind, a live talk that I gave, or one of my digital ebooks, Creating Authentic Self Esteem, Overcoming Anxiety, or Raising Resilient Children. And lastly, cultivating resilient relationships. Once you have subscribed, please send an email to mel at melschwartz.com and just let me know which gift you'd prefer. Thanks. So this is called a Cartesian duality. Cartesian coming from the name Descartes. Duality. That mind and body are separate. There's a concept you, you may have heard me speak of on other occasions, called reification. Reification is our mind or our thoughts make something up, explain something or have an insight. And we then begin to think of what our mind made up as real. So Descartes' mind came up with, I think, therefore I am. And for four centuries, we've operated under the powerfully mistaken duality that mind and body are separate with just unimaginable consequences. This all speaks to a macro issue, which I call the illusion of separation, which I'm going to get back into in just a little bit. So in this illusion of separation, mental activity is in your head and the body is somehow cordoned off You know, the best explanation I have of this is think about men wearing neckties. That tie literally, metaphorically severs the mind and the body. At any rate, this results in this mind-body disconnection, which causes us unimaginable and immeasurable harm. So Descartes' thought severed mind and body, and we've been brainwashed by this paradigm of separation. Again, amputating mind from body is so much more. This all creates what I call fragmented thinking. Thinking that only sees separated parts that our mind separated. Arguably, this is the biggest problem in the world today. Most of our challenges, struggles, disasters come from fragmented thinking, not seeing in wholeness. Now, quantum physics as you've heard me recount many times, has proven inseparability, that reality appears to be one inseparable whole. I, on occasion, have said there is no mind-body connection. And what I'm getting at is that the word connection becomes invalid. A bridge connects two different bodies of land. It's connected to things that may have some separation. But mind and body were never separate. So we should never speak of mind-body connection. Mind and body are simply differing aspects of the same whole. We should never think of them separate. In that case, this concept of it's just in your head is mesmerizing us, pun intended when I call it a sleight of mind rather than a sleight of hand. So let's turn now to the word psychosomatic dictionary again. Speaks of psychosomatic as, of, relating to, or concerned with bodily symptoms caused by emotional or mental disturbance. The word psychosomatic is used as a pejorative culturally. It's all in your head. It's psychosomatic. It's just in your head. Well, would these mental or emotional disturbances be less significant? If they were caused by the body, look at the panic attack. Panic attack is caused by your nervous system in a state of agitation. But the panic attack is physical. What's in your mind impacts your body. What is in your body impacts your mind. The word psychosomatic was created to reconnect what Descartes severed but it did it in a marginalizing way. It discovers a connection between mind and body, but it does so judgmentally. Again, severing oneness. So let me ask this question. If we meditate and it lowers our pulse rate and our blood pressure, is meditating psychosomatic? We use the word psychosomatic only in a negative and pejorative way. We have to ask ourselves Wouldn't prolonged fear and anxiety impact our physical being? Even the traditional medical establishment speaks to how injurious stress is to our physical health. Here's how we need to think. If my mind has the ability to improve and benefit my physical being, why not study and encourage this infinite tool, the power of the mind, to heal my body, my mind, and my soul? That's the power of our mind. We need to not marginalize it, but embrace it. Our mental, emotional, and physical planes all interpenetrate one another. They are differing aspects of our total being. Your mind and your thoughts impact your body. They are part of your body. So again, if meditation lowers your pulse, how can it be just in your head? And Anger will quicken your pulse. And by the way, we understand that exercise impacts our mind. So this is not one directional. We need to stop clinging to the insanity of 17th century thinking. Now, of course, traditional medical establishment and the profit motive of the pharmaceutical industry would incline us to continue to think toward that mind-body duality. Because once we take advantage of mind healing us, there are going to be a lot less dollars spent on drugs. But think of it this way. If the universe is inseparable, if reality appears to be unbroken wholeness, what sense could it make for mind and body to be an exception? Again, placebo. What we believe informs us is what we feel and experience. This impacts everything. The placebo should open this up to the idea of our mind as the metaverse. See, mind is more than your brain. It's consciousness. If my consciousness is loving, will it impact how I see myself and others? Of course. Consciousness is supremely powerful. Let's harness our consciousness and at least begin by restoring our mind, body, wholeness. Your mind is consciousness. And your body is consciousness. Arguably, everything is consciousness. Don't splinter and fragment wholeness. Embrace wholeness. And you'll experience your life on an altogether different level. And don't any longer believe the concept or the term. It's just in your head. That is simply moronic. Well, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. It was exciting for me to share this with you. I'm sure many of you are well along this pathway. I just wanted to further that exploration. Until we meet again, be well, be healthy, and be safe. Bye for now. I hope you enjoyed this episode of The Possibility Podcast, and I welcome your feedback on this or any episode. Please send me an email at mel at melschwartz.com or leave a comment in the show notes for this episode at melschwartz.com. If you like what you're hearing... Please take a moment to rate and review the show at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Your reviews really help boost the visibility for the show, and it's a great way for you to show your support. Finally, please make sure to subscribe to The Possibility Podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. And that way you'll never miss an episode. And thanks again. And please remember to always welcome uncertainty into your life as you embrace new possibilities.